Good evening, everyone. Welcome to On Air with Intentional Guy. It's great to have you with us today. I am Michael Chestnut, your host. And with me today, I have William Attaway. William is a speaker um, and, and life coach, right? Um, being a leader and on leadership. And to be honest, I've been looking forward to having you because this is the first um, episode we've really done on someone focusing on leadership and i think it's really crucial especially as men um we you know i, I was a, just a short part of me um i never felt i had something happen in my life and it took away um that ability to lead i didn't feel worthy i didn't feel like i was qualified to lead and all that and we went on a 15-year journey and i found out once i in the last couple of years, once I started becoming that leader in my family, it has been a life-changing event for not just me, but with my family, watching my, my kids and my wife as I grow in my leadership, so are they growing. And I, I didn't realize the power, you know, and the influence I really had with them, you know, and now that's kind of carried over into my work and what I do, right? The problem with me is I cannot articulate all of that as well as probably what you can do. So I kind of want to give this over to you a little bit and see if we can encourage some of our, our guests today about being a leader, whether it's at home, in your community, at church, in your job, you know, because all that makes you if you can be the right kind of leader we can find success in our life that's absolutely true michael uh, thanks it's such an honor to be with you today I, I, you know as we as we begin the conversation i think it's important to talk about what a leader is because there's a there's a great deal of i think misunderstanding about this we think of leadership as a title. We think of it as somebody who sits in a corner office and issues orders and, and dictates and tells everybody what to do. That That's not leadership. <laughs> that's something else. I think it's important to understand, and I think Maxwell, John Maxwell puts this so well, that leadership, simply put, is influence. It's nothing less and it's nothing more. The fact is that every one of us has influence with at least one other person on this planet, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our workplace, in our community, in our friend group. We have influence with other people. They listen to what we say. What we say matters to them. And so I think it's important to understand if, if that's something you're struggling with, if, if someone listening is thinking, well, I'm not really a leader, I would urge you to reconsider that statement. Because if you have influence with at least one other person, you in fact are a leader. So I'd start there, and I would say that this is it's important to define that. So what we're going to talk about actually applies to every single person listening. It's not just for the select few who have a title or a position. Yes. It may be that you have a title and a position. It may be that you have some responsibility in an organization when it comes to leadership. That's great. What we're going to talk about applies to you too. But I don't want anyone to disqualify themselves immediately by thinking, well, this this is not really for me. Right. Right. Because I did that. And and to be truthful, everybody suffered in my family for that because um, it, what I do matters. 
mm-hmm. who I am matters, you know, and understanding what you're, you just said now, I, I totally on board, totally agree with that. So how would you go about helping us to get started in that? I think it, it begins with accepting that truth that, that you are a leader, you have influence. And then we move to the next step, which, which is how are you going to use that influence? Are you going to be a victim of your life in such that life just happens to you and you're just tossed to and fro? Or are you going to be intentional? And that's one of the things I love about your show is that in the title, intentional guy. Right. Are you going to choose to be purposeful and intentional in how you leverage your influence? Is it going to be for the benefit of other people around you? Or are you trying to manipulate or get something from them? That is a choice. And it's a choice that you get to make, that I get to make, and everyone listening gets to make. We determine what we're going to do, whether we're going to be intentional or are we just going to choose to be a victim and be tossed to and fro. I urge leaders that I coach to be intentional, (laughs) to be purposeful in how you leverage your influence, that you leverage it for the benefit of those around you, not at their expense. Again, that's a choice, and and this becomes uh, this becomes really evident in how you make plans. Will you plan to be intentional? Uh, you nothing happens great without planning, right? Failing to plan is planning to fail. The old saying goes, right. and I think that it's important when it comes to our leadership and how we're going to develop as a leader that we understand that truth applies here too. The truth is, no one wakes up one day and says, "Wow." I'm a, I'm a fully mature, developed leader. How did that happen? I never meant for that to happen. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's not the way that works, right? right. It, it, intentionality. It takes purposeful decisions, choices every day to move to a point of maturity in any area of influence in your life, including in your home. Yes. Uh, wow. And I, I guess the biggest word I want to say right now, wow. Yeah. Because you're hitting it right on the spot with it because, um, it doesn't happen by accident. You, you know, you have to, you have to actually, you know, engage for this to take place. If you want to see this happen, uh, it requires an, some type of action on your part and, and planning, uh, planning it out. Because if you want to be successful at this, I mean, that's anything that we we have in life, right? If you want to be mm-hmm. successful at it, you've got to set some goals. You got to set some stuff to, to reach your, you'll reach nothing. If you aim for nothing. That's right. You know, I think it's important when we look at this and we understand that we get to benefit from the experiences of other people. We don't have to make all the mistakes ourselves. Yes. We can, we can learn from others and choose to avoid the ditches that other people have driven into. That again mm-hmm. takes some intentionality. It all, it takes what I call a teachable spirit, and this is this is the the one non negotiable of what I call catalytic leadership. That is the cultivation of an intentional teachable spirit. That's a decision that you're going to make every day. That I'm going to go into every situation, every environment that I'm in, every relationship, every conversation. I'm going to walk into that, understanding that I don't know everything. And with this in mind, what can I learn in this moment? What can I learn in this moment? The fact is, you can learn, I can learn from anybody, from any situation. 
sometimes we learn what not to do. But that can be incredibly helpful if we're honest. We have to, though, choose. I have to choose this every single day. What am I going to learn today? I'm going to approach every circumstance with a teachable spirit. When we do that, that can make the difference in whether we are going to move forward in our leadership or whether we're not, whether we're going to think we know it all and eventually begin the drift into mediocrity. And I think with what you're saying, too, I hope people aren't just hearing words right now. I I hope they're seeing a process that you're talking about because processes are huge. And and what I'm hearing from you is it's it's not enough to engage in it. you got to learn, right? And you said it good, too. I would rather learn from someone else's mistakes than have to go through it myself and (laughs) learn it that way, right? So take that. But if we don't, I, but it starts with getting up in the morning, being intentional. And I think it also starts with whether it's the next morning or that night before you go to bed, looking at the wins and losses of the day and where did you grow? Because if you, if you never acknowledge something, you'll never see it. That's right. right. That's right. Evaluation is a key component. This is another element of what I call catalytic leadership, ruthless evaluation. Every week when I'm doing my weekly review, I'm looking back at the previous week and I'm asking three questions. What went right? What are the things that I can celebrate? Where are the wins? And you process those. It's too easy to skip right past that part. But if you don't process the wins, you lose the power of of repeating what you're rewarding. What went right? What can I celebrate? Second, what went wrong? What would I, what would I not do again if given the choice? What are the things I would, I would do differently? What are the choices I would make in a different way? And you process those learnings. And the third question, how do you make it better next time? How would I make it better next time? And this is where you really transfer what you learn in the first two questions into an action step. And you say, okay, the next time I'm in this situation, the next time I'm in this type of a conversation, I'm going to approach it this way. I'm going to say this. I'm going to respond this way. That's how you take experience and make it helpful. We think experience is what makes you better. I think that's a myth. Experience doesn't make you any better. Evaluated experience makes you better. There are people who have a lot of years of experience, but they never get any better because they never evaluate it. By asking the right questions, you're going to find the right answers that are going to help you apply what you're learning and carry it forward so that you are, in fact, moving forward instead of just being stuck in the eddy of mediocrity. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's really crucial what you said, too, about acknowledge, acknowledging the failures. Some people, they have, they have failures yeah. and they quit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's failure is okay. Yes. You know, I mean, you don't have success without failure. I don't don't. believe, you know, in fact, I am more of the man I am today. And and I hope I say this right because of the failures in my life than the successes, but Mm -hmm. only because I have been able to learn from those failures. Right. Otherwise I wouldn't be. So that evaluation is very important and not to give up, but what is it that you can do better next time? That's it. That's it. And asking the right questions gets you the right answers. God never wastes an experience in your life. When we understand that, we have taken the first step toward 
that cultivation of a teachable spirit. No like experience that. Say, that, is wasted. say that again. God, God never was he never wastes an experience in your life. Oh, that's awesome. That's I'm sorry to interrupt you that. No, that's a really good. I love that. That's a really good point. When you understand that and you and you say, what can I learn here? And even better, beyond what do you learn? How can I help other people through this experience? How can other people, how can I use this for the benefit of those around me? Well, now we've moved into taking a teachable spirit and using it in a powerful way to benefit not just you, but those around you. Mm, which is exactly what we should be striving for. As right. I read scripture, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And and that helps us to be, like you said, uh, a better influencer mm-hmm. for those in our lives. You know, yes. so how do you, so let's, can we break this up into a couple areas yeah. for us? Um, I, I'd like to talk first about applying that as a husband and a father. Mm-hmm. And then if you will put that into our workday life too. Mm-hmm. And, and how do those mesh together with it? Because you might be great over here, but let's say you're having some difficult in, in the workplace, you know, and all these things mesh together. They do. And I think that's a truth that too many people don't understand, Michael. The, the, at Thanksgiving, we have these plates that I really like. And they have these partitions, these dividers that keep the food separate so they don't touch right. each other. I love those because I don't want my food to touch. I'm one of those people. Right. I think I know it all gets mixed up down here, but up here I want to taste it. Right. I want to taste it individually. (laughs) So we think our lives are like that. We think that that we can put these little partitions, these little walls between the parts of our lives and that what happens at home is not going to affect what happens at work. And and what happens here doesn't affect what happens with our kids. And, And that's a cute myth, but it's not true. The fact is God created us as integrated beings. We are not compartmented. That's an idea that goes back to the ancient Greeks, I think. And and that's not helpful because that's not who we are. That's not how we're created. Everything affects everything else. Everything touches everything else. So I think you start there and you start saying, hey, I may feel like things are going great here and not so great here. And I appreciate that. And there are probably metrics that you're using to make that decision. But understand it's all part of one wheel. <laughs> and if only this part of your wheel is flat, it's going to affect the rod of the whole wheel. Okay. Right. So it's one unit. Let's, let's talk about the home for a minute. You, you want to start there. So let, let's talk about that. If you are married, you have a spouse. If you have kids, you're a parent, you're a father. Let's, let's, let's look at that. In scripture, I see a very clear priority structure laid out. And, and this is something that I talk about frequently with people of faith. If you are a follower of Jesus, your relationship with your heavenly father is the number one priority in your life. Nothing comes before that. Your relationship with God is first. If you're married, your relationship with your spouse is second. Nothing comes before that except your relationship with God. If you have kids, your kids are next. And then comes everything else. The problem comes when we begin playing Jenga with those priorities. And we start sliding stuff around. I can't tell you how many people over the years I've heard say, my kids are the most important thing in my life. You may have heard that too. Oh, yeah. You know the problem with that statement? If you're a follower of Jesus, you just took number three priority and slid it up to number one. Mm. 
um, that's not okay. You're communicating the wrong priorities, not just to the person you're saying it to, but to your kids yes. because they are watching and listening what you do. Yes. If you don't understand that priority structure, if you don't prioritize your life according to that, you're going to find things don't fit right. Things aren't working right. It feels like everything's out of, out of sync, out of order because it is. <laughs> that's why it feels like that because that's not how it's supposed to work. You're a person of faith. Your relationship with your heavenly father is first. Nothing comes before that. Then your spouse. That means your spouse takes priority over your kids. Right. But they come next and then comes everything else. When you get that, that simple truth, that simple teaching, mm -hmm. if people would just grab onto that and begin to order their lives according to that, I think you would have a revolution in marriages oh. in this country. You would have a revolution in families because all of a sudden people would begin to be valued as they're supposed to be. If my wife understands that she is the top priority in my life below my relationship with God, if my yeah. kids understand that the best gift I can give them is a great relationship with my heavenly father yes. and with my wife, if they begin yeah. to understand and grab onto that, guess what? That's going to help them understand who they are and how valuable they are. Yeah. That's going to revolutionize them as they become adults That's and right. grow into leadership. That's because right. you're laying down the right foundation That's right. for them to do so. Yes. Our kids right. do what we do, not what we say. That's, that's, that's for sure. We become, we are the product of our environment, are we yes. not? Yes, we and are. So as a leader, as a father, as a husband, we need to watch what is what kind of environment are we creating for the kids in our house? Right. Are we being intentional about the environment we create? Or is it just happening? Oh, it's just, right. you know, it's just what it is well, because, a, I, I, you know, you see a lot and, and I hear this a lot. So I'm not speaking out of turn. We know this is a fact that sometimes men are so engaged and such leaders that work by the time they get home, they're so exhausted. <laughs> they have nothing to give to their kids, sure. to their wife. And then they sit down, they'll, they'll get, as soon as they, they sit down, they're done and they're worn out for, and, and that's, I, you know, credited you can see the divorce rate in our society today mm -hmm. and everything else and a lot of that could be avoided if we had the right priorities that you just mentioned in there because once you have the right priority then you can make the processes that you need to make all this work that, that's exactly it. It begins with your priority because your priorities determine your choices and your decisions. Oh, yeah. Your choices and your decisions determine your actions. And this is when I'm coaching leaders. I try to help them understand that. If you get that progression right, if you define, clarify, what are my priorities? What are the main things that I want to be the main things? That's going to drive the choices and decisions that you make every single day. And those are going to drive the actions that you take. But it begins with defining the win, with clarifying what your priorities are going to be. Yes. Yes. And that takes thought. It, yes. It, it doesn't, you just don't watch a podcast and say, oh, I got it now. No. Right. You got, now you got you to gotta sit down and do what you just said. Um, what does that look like to you? What, what do you want to accomplish? If you don't, you know, for too long, uh, there's too many people that, just live off the cuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You know, and living off the cuff 
okay, maybe you're talented at that, but what are you achieving? You know, are you, <laughs> set, are you reaching your goals? You know, and I'm amazed at how many men, since I've been doing this ministry, how many men have, they have no goals mm -hmm. in their life. The only goals they have are the goals that work right. put in, in front of them. Right. And I'm, I'm blown away by that because where do you find success that way? Well, it's hard to hit a bullseye if you don't have one. That's correct. And, and I like where we started with the home first, because to me, the, my home is the most important part. Right. But now well, we have to go go to work because work is also important, because if I'm not bringing in the right income, I'm not supporting my family over here, you know, and there's, there's just so many dynamics. You know, I have to have the right relationship with God first. And that that prioritizes goes into the workplace as well into the home life and everything else, you know. But anyways, I, I don't I want to go back to your expertise onto that where about the workplace then. How does that look? Before we jump there, let me just say one more thing about the home, okay. if I could. Michael, I, I want I want the, people to understand this, that that the, the, the as important as what you do vocationally is, understand that one day somebody else is going to have the title that you have at work. Mm. One day, somebody else is going to sit in the chair you sit in or stand on the line you stand on. Yeah. Somebody else is going to do that. You're not going to do that for the next thousand years. Yeah. What then? What then? Because I've spent a lot of time by virtue of what I do with people at the end of their lives. And you know what I've never heard in all those conversations? In over 25 years, I've never once heard anyone say, if only I had spent more time working on my KPIs at work. If only we had achieved one more goal or one more quarter, the, the, the objectives we were trying to accomplish. If only we had gotten this achievement. I've never heard anybody say that. Mm. You know what I've heard? What's that? I've heard broken relationships. If only yeah. I had invested in this relationship, if only I had spent more time here, if only I had mended this, if only I had given this the priority it deserved. Yes. If only I could go back and relive those moments. We get to learn from that. We get to learn and not make those mistakes ourselves. Mm. Yeah. The fact is somebody else is going to do what you do one day. Then what? It's the people who are closest to you, the people that, that should matter most to you, those are the relationships you need to be investing the most in. Now, yes. the, the, when, when I talk about being family focused, and this is one of the key principles of catalytic leadership, when I talk about this, business leaders will typically push back on that and say, yeah, but if I do that, I'll be living out of my car in no time. <laughs> I, I get that. Okay. I get that. And, and I'm, not, I'm not advocating an abdication of your role or, or your job because it's right. good to live indoors and eat. I appreciate that. At the same time, you can take any good thing and make it bad by putting it in the wrong priority. Mm. Your heavenly father, your spouse, your kids, then everything else. Where does your vocation fit in? Right. It's not one, two, or three. And for too many guys, it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, yes. it's at worst two. For many, it's one. And it's the most important thing in their lives. And it's, it's, it's where they draw their identity. It's where they draw their meaning, their sense of accomplishment and achievement. Right. That 
That's out of order. <laughs> that's not helpful. If you're a follower of Jesus, that is completely out of order. When you do that, you can do it for a season, right. but you're going to find that you get the fruit of that tree. That's mm-hmm. not a good tree. Oh, Jesus good. said, Jesus said, good trees produce good fruit. Bad trees produce bad fruit. That's a bad right. tree. You don't want the fruit there. You want something better. You want something different. And so uh, what, what I would challenge as we move into a discussion of the workplace, I would start there. Okay, and I would say, perfect. you need to make sure the priorities are right. You need to understand that what you're doing vocationally is, is not the most important thing in your life. And mm-hmm. if, if that's your identity, if that's what everything is centered around, mm-hmm. it's time to choose something different. It's time to reorient that. Yes. Now, when you're at work and, and you have influence, because you do have influence at work, right. no matter what your position or your title, how does this play in? How do you how do you take leadership principles and apply them in the workplace, whether you have a position or a title or not? It begins with understanding that you have the opportunity to build up other people, to build up the people around you. That is, I think, one of the core essence, essential pieces of leadership. It's building up people and teams. Yes. When we understand that, that our job as a leader, my job as a leader, your job as a leader is to pour into and invest in other people and lift them up, encourage them, equip them, help them to achieve what it is God's put in them to achieve. When we begin to understand that that is leadership, it changes everything. Leadership then is not about me getting other people to do what I want. No, leadership is about me equipping and investing in other people using my influence with them for their benefit. Yeah. And, you know, if you're that type of leader, the people who are under you, they're they're more loyal yes. and willing to do more for you yes. because of that. That's right. And, you, and you're going to accomplish a whole lot more just by that simple principle. Because if Absolutely. you're a great boss to me and, you, and, and you've got my well-being and you're doing Man, that, that that brings a loyalty then to me, to you as an as my employer, and you know that's that's a perfect truth right there. Absolutely, it's it's not self serving, but it does have a benefit for you and the organization in the bottom line. Because when Correct. you invest in them, you, you may think, well, if I invest in them and help empower them, they're just going to leave. You know what? They might, but very few people are going to stick in one place for forty or fifty years anyway. So let's ra- yeah. let's let's rationally look at our expectations here. Okay, what's the benefit of pouring into them? Then they are going to look at you and say, "I'm going to lean into what you're doing and the team I'm on right now." And like you said, they're going to invest even more because they feel seen and valued, not as a cog in the machine, not as somebody who accomplishes tasks, but because they feel valued as a person, an actual 3D human being. Mm. Yeah. And that's what everybody longs for. Yeah. To have value, right? That's right. And you as an employee, you do that. And investing in someone like that, what what are we looking for? You're looking for a good return when we put in investment, right? That's right. So when you're investing in those people's lives, chances are you're going to get a lot better return from there. Yeah. You know, and, and even on a spiritual level, to me, the joy of seeing people underneath me prosper and grow is tremendous and i know some leaders who are threatened by that but a good leader i i think is going to want to see that happen that's a reflection of you as a leader that's right anybody who's threatened by that doesn't understand the job of a leader 
The job of a leader is to lift up and encourage and empower and equip those they lead. When they succeed, you succeed. Yes. If you're threatened by their success, you haven't understood what leadership is yet. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Wow, that's, that is really good. So let me, let me ask you this question. Let's say we have, a, we have someone that's listening today, okay? Mm -hmm. And life has been a little rough. Okay, you know, COVID-19, ever since COVID, you know, the world went upside down. That actually was a good time for me. Hey, hey, I have cats, so I'm just glad my cat's not up here, okay? <laughs> so, hey, this is real life, you know, so. It is real life. If you give me just a second. Whatever his name is, has something to want to say. <laughs> Aaron! <laughs> Would you please come get her? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. My goodness. Just shut the door. You, you, you got to love it. I was on here one day and I, I was, we were right into a good session. I had two cats and I, I shut them out of the room. And next thing you know, I got both their tails in the camera. <laughs> Get them out of here. So, hey, that's real life, folks, right? That's we're, it. we're, that's it. This, what I like about, this is this isn't scripted yeah we're, we're not we're not going off a script talking yeah. to each other we're That's having right. a real conversation here <laughs> absolutely you know and I, I really i really appreciate how you are are putting this out to us because like i said i i know there's some guys out there right now who are defeated and why do i know that because i was one of those guys mm, okay yeah. i was defeated and um, sometimes the hardest part is taking the first step, mm. isn't it? You know, that's true. Because once you take that first step, then you find out, okay, it's not as bad, right? It's yeah. not, I can go there. There's nothing wrong. One thing that I like and, and put a little plug in for, for William here is that uh, he's a coach. And we're going to give his, I'm going to ask him to go ahead and, Explain that a little bit to us is as a coach, are you able to help some guys who are maybe they're, they just are, like you said earlier, they're stuck. Yeah. They just don't know which way to go right now. They want to be intentional in their walk, but life has them destroyed at the moment. Is that something that you do in your Absolutely. coaching? Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. It, it's, it's really difficult to see the whole picture when you're in the frame. Yeah. And that's why it's valuable to have an outside perspective. Somebody who's going to ask you questions and challenge you and, and hold you accountable to what you say your priorities are and what you say you want to do about that. That's the value of a coach. That's the value of a coach in athletics. And that's the value of a leadership yes. coach. I've been a leadership coach for, for a while and I've had a leadership coach for longer than that. I've coached leaders for over 20 years and, and I've seen firsthand both in my own journey and in the journey of those I've coached, the power of that accountability, the power of having someone who is for you, who wants to see you succeed and can help you build a plan to take your next steps when you do feel stuck, when you don't know what to do next. Yeah. That's the power of community. And that's what I love to do for leaders. Wow. What's, what's your website is? 
A catalytic leadership.net is where you can go to find out more about the coaching that I do, the speaking that I do. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, just look for William Attaway. Okay, perfect. And we're, we're going to put all this stuff in the description. I wanted to give that to you. And I also want our listeners to know your credentials a little bit about it that, you know, we're, we're I'm talking to someone here that uh, you have, you, it's not just a subject you talk about. This is something that you, you help other people to overcome and, and to do that so that they can be successful in their, in their life and become a leader, you know, be that yes. leader or that influencer where you're at. And, you know, I, my heart goes out to people who are stuck cause I was stuck and I was defeated and I, for, for uh, over a decade, I did not prosper in any way, shape, or form because I was stuck and I could not take the right step forward. Once I took mm. that first step, yeah. then the next step was a little bit easy, right? But I also found out, and this is where I like someone like you, having the right people in your lives, the relationships are so important. You know, yes. and this is where someone like you can come in and you can, you know, sometimes it's good to have an outside person, you know, look at some stuff for you because you can be objective. You can say something that me as a friend might not be willing to say, a little right. bit to say you yeah. know, um, but you also you're going to have to start getting thick skin too a little bit, like I said, because um, to grow into being a leader you're going to have to you're going to have to face criticism you're going to have to face failures you're yeah. going to have to face um just things you've never come across before you're going to have confrontational moments uh, and i hate confrontational moments you know but it's a necessity as in life as, yeah. as a leader and to get where you need to go because a leader also is a he he's protecting those who are following under them who are working under them uh, or under that priority you know that's why we put god first because god is our protector over everything i can't put my wife before before god because then that's giving her more power mm. than god right mm. so we can't do that and that's why the the process and the priority that you're talking about is so crucial and, and it's not even enough that we can hit in one episode on here, to be honest. You know, I, I think today if we can get anyone to just start being engaged, we've accomplished something today. Absolutely. You know? Because there's success in it. Can, and like I said, we're off the cuff. We're, we're on, on this. We didn't do a script that I, I said. Um, uh, it's a con uh, not off the cuff. I, I don't like that word. I'm we're having a conversation, and yeah. so I don't mean to get you off guard. But can you tell it? You got any success stories that you can share with with our people today that might encourage them? Sure, I, I can think of a number of clients over the years that that I've worked with who moved from a place where they didn't even know what the next step should be. They were not being intentional and purposeful. They were simply reacting to whatever life was throwing at them that day. And we helped them move from that point to say, no, this is what I want to win to look like. This is what I want my life to look like. 
I want these priorities to be most important. I, I want these things to matter most. And then begin to build that life from that point and say, okay, well, then that's going to mean that these are the decisions and choices that you make. And that's going to mean that these are the actions you're going to take from that. And they began to do that. And they began to see that wheel, instead of being flat in one area, the wheel of their life, they begin to see it flesh out. And they begin yeah. to feel like everything is riding more smoothly now as there became more air in that section as well as all the others. And over time, and this is a time process, this isn't a microwave fix, but over time, they began to see the fruit of those priorities, those choices and decisions and those actions, not just in their own lives, but in the lives of their family and those they lead at work. And I love that you just said that it's not a microwave situation. <laughs> no. And that's, you know, we live in that, that I want gratification now society, right? right Everybody right. wants it right now, but true success and all this other stuff, it requires hard work. Yeah. And it's going to take time to get there. That's right. You know? And I know some, we, we've got some guys listening today, women listening to that. You're at the stuck part of it, yeah. you know, well, now it, there's no better moment than now yeah to start taking that take that first step and so you you might help me with this but i would say the first step is what you said acknowledge that you need to do something yeah it, because if you don't acknowledge it you can't fix it you can't you can't move forward right Absolutely. so get out a piece of paper and pen and start writing out how do you want life to be it yeah. may, it's something as simple as that. Yeah. What are your priorities in life? What should they be right now in life? We have to start somewhere. If we start somewhere, we're never going to get to the winds. And I'm, I, I was a catastrophizer. Okay. That's what I mm. call myself mm. for the longest time. I catastrophized everything that happened and the world was against me. God mm. was against me. Nothing was right. You know, and I realized my, my problems are not unique to me. Yeah. everybody has this stuff, you know, I can sit here and wallow in my sorrow, you know, and, and true is there are people out there that, man, yeah, you've been dealt a bad hand. Yeah. And we could sit here all day and we can, we can look at that and say, yeah, that that's wow. You know, you're, you're a strong person for just being, even being where you're at right now. But the nice thing with God is God meets us where we are at. That's right. And that's what we got to do. We got to start right where, where are you at right now and cultivate some better uh, processes in our lives so that we can do that. Where I think this subject is so important um, today, William, is that, um, and, and I think you, you said it best, it's, we, we do, there's ever, all of us influence somebody, right? Yeah. And we need to start there. And for me, it, what got me moving again was my family, mm. you know, that's what got me moving again. And yeah. it took away the defeat. And then I had to, um, I had to get outside people. I made friends and I, I, I isolated from the world. There's a lot of people you're mm. isolating from everybody. And one of the tricks was I had to quit isolating yeah. and I had to, I found men in my church that emulated what I wanted to be, what mm. I saw success. That's good. And I went to them and 
built friendships with them yeah. and relationships with them yeah. because I wanted what, what better I'm going to surround myself with like-minded people. And I, I, I look for successful men to hang around with because I want to learn from them. I want to grow from them, you know? And like you said, we can, when you do have that relationship, they tell you the failures they've had. Absolutely. You know, and then they tell you the success and you'll be amazed that a lot of them have had way more failures than they've had success. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But failure is part of the journey. It is. It's nothing to be afraid of. Um, embrace it is what I do now, because when I can embrace a, fel a failure moment, one thing is I don't want to repeat it again. Learn from it, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I worked at a prison. Uh, I was a teacher at a prison for a long time. And I taught guys as they were getting out of prison, you know, and it would drive me crazy because some of them, it was like, you just keep doing, when are you going to realize what you're doing is not working? Right. You know, and so when do you start talking to somebody else? And, you know, I encourage people read, read, uh, get engaged in that and saying, saying that too. I think uh, you said something about you have a book out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. Earlier this year, I published Catalytic Leadership, which is uh, basically, it's like a conversation. If, if we were to sit across the table having coffee, that's how I wrote the book, as though we were just talking about Great. some topics. I've tried to capture things that I've learned from my own leadership journey over the last 30 years in, in the business world and in church world. And things that I've learned from my coaching clients as I've coached them for the last couple of decades. And in this book, you can find 12 principles that I think are key principles to becoming catalytic as a leader in all of the contexts of your life. And I would love to put that in the hands of your listeners, Michael. It, that's why we set up a website called CatalyticLeadershipBook.com, where you can go and I'm actually good for your listeners, make it available for free. Um, awesome. You can put this book in your hands. Uh, if you cover the cost of the shipping to get it to you, we'll get a paperback copy out to you. So you can have this and use it as a tool. I want this to help people get better, help leaders get better. Because when a leader gets better, I love how Craig Rochelle puts this, when a leader gets better, everybody benefits. Everybody in their family, everybody in their team or their department, in their organization, everybody in their sphere of influence. They know when a leader gets better. Yeah. And that's a generous offer. I'm going to put that in our link for everyone to go to. Uh, you know, thank you for offering uh, the book for that, um, you know, and just they just have to cover the shipping to get it there. That that is great. And I'm, I'm been a big component I, of, you know, I, I wasn't a big reader until a couple of years ago. And I, I'm really big about what you pour into you is what yes. you're going to get out. Right. Yes. And, you know. I like, and I like processes. I love that you have a 12 step thing yeah. that we can kind of go through to help guide us a little bit to become a better person, become a better man, be more intentional. Yes. In what we're doing in our life. Right. Absolutely. Well, that is, that's great. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link in there. First, William, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I, to be honest, I, I, I would love to reach out to you, uh, down the road here because I, I feel like we only scratched 
the surface of of what my listeners can gauge from you. I believe you're maybe once you start your you said something about you're going to be starting a podcast soon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, once you do that, maybe we can uh, hook up again too because I I love podcasts. I love I, I mean I when I'm in the car I'm listening, but I'm li- I want to listen to things that are life changing, things that are going to yes. help me become better at what I want to be to reach my goals in life. Yes. And so that's a great opportunity right there for that. So maybe once you get that going, let's reconnect, get you back on the show. And because I, I, I really want to talk more about uh, being a leader, you know, and leadership and how that looks. But I, I, I want to recap a little bit of what you just said today. One is be engaged in it, you know, which intentional, put action to it wake up in the morning what what is your goals for today but also sit down and uh, what would you call it an action plan something like that mm-hmm. what because i i always when i had inmates leaving prison i'd have them write out a goal you know their goals for success and it would their goal would be not to come back to prison and i'm like okay well that, that's a great goal right but that's vague <laughs> right. you know so what are we going to do to accomplish that goal that should, you know um with it and that's where i find po- the problem with people is we're too vague and what be specific in what you're reaching out for yes uh know what what does success look like to you and success looks different to everybody because everybody has has different things in their life different people uh family uh community all that stuff. But what does that look like? Because I don't really feel like you can go forward until you, 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 you nail that down. But then once you do prioritize them and then take the, take, keep taking steps. Actually, you took the first step by listening to this podcast today about this. Now, the second step is, do you just watch the podcast and do nothing? Or are you going to be engaged after this you get done here and get a, a notebook and pad out and start write, mm-hmm. writing some goals down are you going to go to williams uh website and look at some of the things that he has on leadership are you going to get the book you know that's a great place to start because then you're going to have somewhat of a guideline and a manual that you're going to have in your hand. And I like paperback way more than I do digital because I'll be honest, I want to mark it up. I want to, I want to be able to go back to things and it's easier in a paperback book, you know, to do that. So I just want to encourage my listeners today, go do this. We've given some great processes. We've given some great thoughts today. And uh, William, if you don't mind, I, I think, we need to get you back on here and we need to explore the next steps of leadership and, and and dig into that more because the better leader I can be, my family prospers from that. The people I love the most benefit from me being the best me possible. And that's what you're offering here is an opportunity to be the best you out there. That's right. William, anything, Last words you'd like to say before we sign off tonight? Yeah, it's it's just been such an honor to be with you. I'd, I'd love to come back whenever you're ready for that. I, if I give you one piece of advice, every listener who is on this particular podcast, I would give you this. 
the choice to cultivate an intentional teachable spirit is yours. Nobody can make that for you. Nobody can do it for you. You choose that. My challenge to you would be to choose that every single morning. Choose, I'm going to learn today. Maybe it's what to do. Maybe it's what not to do. But I'm going to approach every situation with a humility and a teachable spirit, a learning posture, so that I can take what I learn and apply it moving forward and see things begin to grow and get better. Growth only happens on the other side of change. And a teachable spirit helps you understand what needs to change. I love that teachable spirit. Yep. And that, and it's, that's an attitude. And and like you said, no one can, you, that has to come from with inside of you. That's right. It has, I, one of the things I, I, I learned in per, when I was w- dealing with the men in prison is, uh, someone asked me one time, when is a man ready for change? Like when he hits rock bottom, and they're like, yeah. no, when he's ready and not a moment sooner. So true. So that I'm going to leave you with that. Are you ready for change? You know, are you ready? So guys, William, thank you for being here today with us on there. And to my listeners, please go to his website. It's going to be in the link and everything. And until next time, just keep being intentional. Talk to you guys later. Thank you. Mm -hmm.